welcome to the next episode of Meanwhile in the Falklands. And we're back in the Malvina House Hotel because they do the most wonderful afternoon teas. Um, and we've arranged for have an afternoon tea, but actually it's not the afternoon. Yeah, not, not even the afternoon yet, it's but allowed. it's allowed. It's almost, it's, I mean, it's within a whisker of the afternoon. Um, so we've got a lovely afternoon tea, which we will put photographs up of that. Um, Hannah is back. Well, first of Ooh. all, first of all, listener. Sorry, no, just stop me rude for a minute. Still my So just a little bit uh, surprise for you, listener, is that um, well, Katie's not here. Katie is not here on this podcast for the first time in well weeks. Um, so I'm not sure what she's doing today, but we're joined here by Steve Holmes, who is actually on the programme this week. I am, yes. yes. He's waving at us, even though this is a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Benefit of the tape, uh, Steve just yeah. waved to you. Yes. And Hannah, you're back from your travels. You woo now. Woo-hoo. We're all back. <laughs> uh, so, Hannah, let's just start. I mean, well, is, let's address the elephant in the room, which is your trip to the South Georgia. <laughs> You had a fantastic time. I did. It was absolutely fantastic. I came back on Monday. I've been at sea for eight days there, four, four there, four back, five days in South Georgia, and it was fantastic. The weather was really good. Penguins, fur seals, so many fur seals that you have to take a bodgy walking stick. We call it a bodgy stick. Because bodgy? Bodgy stick. A bodger. Because the fur seals will come up to you and you're walking around and they will... They, I don't know, they look a bit scary. I think they look quite scary, but they'll come right up to you and have a sniff of your feet and stuff. So you have to have this stick to stop them Keep from... Keep them off. The biting. Biting. And because that has been a problem. It has it? in the past. I don't I don't think it's it's not a major issue, but they're very curious because obviously they don't see that many... Not much human interaction, so... Now, did I hear right that there was once a tourist down in South Georgia who was bending down to take a photo and his first seal nipped him on his bottom. Yeah, I think he was mistaken for a seal, because he had, he was wearing all black and he was crouched down, so I think they mistook him for another seal. But, yes. Ah. But there is quite a lot of strict um, rules about how close you can get to the wildlife and things like that. Mm. And, and you have these bodgy walking sits to kind of get them away. But they're a bit like puppies. You know, they'll come right up to you and have a look and have a good old sniff and make a lot of noise, but I think bark's worse than their bite. Mm. Because oh. um, you yeah. never know, actually, when they're going to just take a bite. Mm. Mm. But there's loads of them. It, they go around in packs. It's quite interesting. You'll be, you'll be shocked. When you go, even when you take the um, Zodiac from the, from the boat, I was on the Faris, take the Zodiac when we're landing, as soon as the boat pulls up, they're all in the water... Trying oh, to really? have yeah, it. Yeah, it's quite like shocking. Interesting then. So, really what else cool. did you see? What other wildlife are there? I saw elephant seals, I saw lots of penguins, I saw um, wandering albatross, which were really cool. Um, they're, they're, I think Six foot eight, yeah, eight biggest, foot. Yeah, biggest they're albatross. the biggest albatross, aren't they? Um, but my favourite place must have been, well, it's got to be St Andrews Bay where you step off. There's tons of fur seals, which were nice, but not didn't steal the show for me. And you go over and they've got King Penguin Colony where there's just thousands and thousands of them everywhere oh, wow. you look. With the backdrop of the snowy mountains and things. For the benefit of the tape, Hannah was just... I know, I'm doing a lot of gesturing as yeah, well. Yeah, gestured her um, hands all over the place. Yeah. Mm. But it was great. Seeing it on that scale, I don't, I don't think I ever imagined it to be that vast, those, that amount of penguins. Because 
You see lots of penguins here and stuff like that, but yes. seeing it in South Georgia with the backdrops, amazing, mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. The wandering albatross sounds quite good. I'm sure they were a band in the 80s, actually. But um, tish. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have Steve in the in the podcast. Yeah, I didn't understand the. Uh, am I too young for the joke? <laughs> I can't remember what what group was it that did albatross. Oh, um, Fleet, not Fleetwood Mac. What? It was Steely Dan. No. I'm sure it was Fleetwood Mac. Anyway, if you know, if you know, yeah, it was Fleetwood Mac. If you know the answer, listener, you know, write in. Uh, news at fitv.co.fk. Let's have some interaction with you. Um, that could be the question of the week. It could be. Yes. Um, because we can't remember what it is. Anyway, while Hannah was busy, um, were you seasick? No. No. I was okay. I had seasickness bad, so it was okay. But I did have a naughty gin hangover one, one day on the way back. But apart from that, a naughty gin hangover, yeah, which, right? which wasn't seasickness, it was just a, a, a gin hangover, I think. Mm. Copious amounts of gin on the pharos. <laughs> so while Hannah was um, on the pharos, uh, Steve had to be the other part, because I was on my own. Oh All God. on my own. Oh. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, you can't sing. Copyright. <laughs> that's going to have to be dipped, isn't it? Um, no, I was all on my own. And um, so Steve was commandeered uh, to come and help me film the horticultural show. Dragged off the street. I yes. Which is always my favourite thing to film, actually. I, I, I do like the horticultural show. Um, your friend Clara was there. Oh, she's my favourite. Yeah. She's a great lady, isn't she? Absolutely Did she have lots of jams in? Um, she did have some jams in uh, and various other things. Sorry, um, Claire, Mac Claire Mackay, for anyone who, who's listening, is uh, an elderly lady who is the most wonderful, wonderful... I think she's in the late 90s now, isn't she? No Probably stick. Um, oh. Grows the most amazing cherries you've ever seen in your life. I was going to say, is she the lady who grows cherries? She's the lady who, who grows the cherries. And um, so much stuff in the horticulture is hers. Anyway, um, Steve was filming... Uh, on the mobile journalism, on the phone. Mojo. The mojo. The mojo, oh, on a gimbal. I'm down with all the terms. <coughs> and <laughs> you filmed the egg table, because there's an egg category. It is. And there was a little girl, in the rushes, there's this little girl who's walking along the egg table, going, eggs, egg, <laughs> egg, <laughs> egg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <coughs> and I think you can see her. Actually, you'd be able to lip read her saying egg, actually, as she does that. Um, but some nice entrance from that. What, was, what stuck out for you, Steve? Um, the eggs, I mean, the eggs, you know. Eggs. You know, call me boring, but the, I, I found the eggs. Because one egg out of the six was cracked open, so you could see the colour of the yolk. Mm. Um, so that was, uh, you know, they're all beautiful and all different colours. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different types of hens here. Like that. But no, it's, it's just amazing, generally, what you can grow here. And um, there's a little display, actually, um, by uh, what the, uh, one of the horticulturists down here, is showing the variety of veg fruit and vegetables that are grown here now, in 2019, compared to 30 years ago. Oh, and, yes, and I saw was, that, and yeah. It was, you know, it must have been about 10 times as many. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, years ago I spoke to Claire about her um, uh, her cherries. Um, and when you speak to her, she's got this cherry tree. And she said, oh, well, the wind was blowing off the, the blossoms. So it wasn't doing very well. So her husband had just put this sheet of, of well, plastic, I think, um, up mm. against the, the wall to sort of make it. I am gesturing now for the benefit of the tape, a triangle. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. And she grows these... Um, 
all these um all this stuff you know these massive cherries sorry my necklace is irritating the yeah, microphone I think, I think the only thing you know with um uh, plants that require pollination you've got to either have self-pollinating or, or do it yourself because you haven't got the bees and, and no uh, well you and you did it with a paintbrush didn't you yeah, our so tomatoes yeah yeah really? yeah yeah. Gives him something to do in the yeah. evenings. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the horticultural show. A busy old day because we went to the um, Harvest Festival in the evening, which was lovely. It was. Oh, was that um, nice? It was good. But they they put us in the um, the choir bit because the Christchurch Cathedral here in the Falkland Islands um, is a cathedral. I can't remember what date it was. Well, it's 125 years old, isn't it? Well, it's 127 now, but yes, you're yeah. right. Yes. Um, and they've got this Oxford screen, which um, separates the chancel from the nave. And um, now I can't remember which is which, but anyway, we were in the bit where the choir is. Um, and we were, we were stuffed in there, weren't we? Because there's quite a few people yeah, who come. Yeah, and it was recorded, wasn't it, uh, for... But the sound was beautiful. Yeah, it was. And there is an acoustic wall in the cathedral as well. I remember the first year we came down and I was doing the choir and I said... Uh, we were going to we're going to process, so we had somebody sing once in Royal David City the solo at the back, and then we processed up, and you hit about the fifth or sixth pew, and you're almost then a second behind the organ. There, it, there's a definite, um, you delay. know, la delay. Um, so to have us all up there. Um, in that, it was yeah, really nice. Yeah, I mean, my personal challenge is always to get heard on the recording because mm -hmm. there's about 20 people. And you succeeded. And if you can sing loud enough, you can sing loud enough, people actually hear your individual voice, which is, Better I think, a personal challenge for yeah. anybody that comes along. Steve sings with gusto. I've never seen, yeah, we have that. And, and usually in a different key to anyone yeah. else as well. Yeah, gusto was a member of the Wandering Albatross. Stop it. <laughs> right. But, um, with the Harvest Festival, do people bring in food and things for mm. food bank? Because I remember when I was younger, yeah. child, we, um, at school we used to do Harvest Festival and you all bring in different foods and you donate stuff. Yeah, there is a food bank down here. Um, it's sort of managed, I think, by Morris and Debbie from the Lighthouse Seafarers Mission. Um, it caused a bit of controversy, actually, when that first started up because they've got a, a shopping trolley at the back of the cathedral um, and they were asking people to put in food for the food bank. Um, and people were quite shocked that actually there were people down here who needed to use it, but yes, it is used quite regularly. I'm just going to move my microphone because I don't like where it is. There we are, that's better. Um, yes, yeah, so that caused a little bit of controversy because mm. people obviously didn't realise it was it was needed and it was needed. Yeah. Um, but they're always very grateful. So if anyone who's listening locally who who has got some, you know, who can you you can afford to sort of pop a um, you know, some Couple beans or, some, or something, yeah. something Stuff in some your dry, you wouldn't, yeah. some ambient food, mm. um, and pop it into the trolley that's usually stationed at the back of the church. Ambient yeah. food, that sounds like um, charismatic, mega, mega flora and charismatic that's, seaweed. That's what we used ambient, to call it when ambient I used to work in the supermarket. What, what I found interesting when I talked to Morris about it is it's, it's not so much people um, that need this food bank all the time, it's certain times in their life where they, where they need a little help. Mm, yeah. And that's when it's most useful. Yes, yes. I, the, yeah, I think we, we interviewed him about that and yeah. he said the same thing. Was it you who interviewed him? Well, the big story in the Falkland Islands uh, this week is the fact that there's no boxed tissues to be seen anywhere. <laughs> um, that's because FITV have them all. We've got the, st 
stockpiled all the, the box know, tissues. It, it, seriously, <laughs> that's because there's been so many bugs going round, hasn't there? There's been yeah. flu yeah. And, and colds and stuff like that. So clearly everyone's been buying all the tissues <coughs> in the ship. When's the next shipping? Do you know, Steve? No, but I do know, I would say, just about one in three people have got this cold or a bug at the yeah. moment in Stanley. Oh, God. Yeah. I've been lucky I've managed to avoid it. Well, that's As of you, yet. Well, <laughs> you, you know, going to South Georgia for uh, two weeks. That would do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 You just went to use the phone later this yeah. afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Paula's infected it all. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, luckily we had a visitor to the uh, office this afternoon because I put on Facebook that there were no tissues to be had anywhere in Stanley and somebody bought me a box of tissues as well. Oh, that was very sweet. Very Personally, sweet. I think the bigger news than the <coughs> tissues mm. is the lack of Stilton. Oh, I know. So they've got these beautiful broccolis in, in one of the supermarkets, the Chandlery, let's just say it. In the Chandlery, they've got these gorgeous broccoli. Um, so I said, oh, we'll make broccoli and Stilton, Stilton soup. soup. No Stilton to be had on the island. Nope. Oh, that's the other thing. So it's a bit of a... Still, um, a uh, broccoli and double Gloucester um, soup. Yeah, I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, no idea. Like, yeah. Experimental. Yeah, experimental, so yes. <laughs> Could be amazing, possibly not. So you were on the news this week, oh, yes. reading the news. How did you feel? Um, <laughs> it was, uh, well, it, what was nice is that I was, for the first time, even after eight years, on the sofa with my lovely wife, yes. which has never happened before. Occasionally I get drafted in, usually when people have gone down with the Lurgy or various, yep. and I, I'm on my own. Uh, obviously there's the infamous. now infamous um, hot cross buns, 53 takes uh, um, incident. Mm -hmm. um, but it was nice. I, I, I did feel a little bit like Elman, Eamon Holmes on the sofa there with, uh, you know, you being obviously Ruth Langford. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun, and but it's it's fun. But it's a, it's a definite skill. I mean, it, it's such a skill to go and present. I was going to say, did you think it was going to be more straightforward? Because there's actually a lot more to it than meets the eye. I think people sometimes think you just sit in front of a sofa and read. Yeah, but it's not. You've got to the, the, your pitch, the way you, yeah, you the, say your sentences, your and things like that. I mean, fortunately, we don't go out live, which is fantastic from my point of view because the number of times I've fluffed. Hey, you're not alone there, yeah. Steve. We've all no, been there. We've been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. I um, every almost every week. I'm glad we don't go out live because. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll make the bloopers at the end of the year. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I've just my microphone's fallen off. So um, I'm having problems there. But anyway, um, yes, we're just glad we don't go live. Um, so the other thing we filmed obviously was the table tennis. Again took part in that, made yeah. the plate final. Now what surprised me, because I was, I thought table tennis like went up to, oh, this will please, listener, um, I think his name's Stephen, who, who likes to hear about sport. Um, I was surprised that they've changed the rules of table tennis and that's an awful lot quicker. Oh, crikey, The yeah. games are. Yeah, no, I, I, I last played table tennis when I was 15 and let's just say that was a long while ago. <laughs> And um, it was used to play at 21 and used to have five serves each and then swap over to serve and you had to serve from one quarter to the other. Now, completely different, two serves each, 11 is the uh, first to 11 or two clear points. Uh, it's a much quicker game. Um, Why have they changed the rules? To make it, I think, to, I don't know, to make it more appealing. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, squash did a similar thing. Mm. Uh, years and years ago, because um, it was quite long-winded. I mean, with you but know, with squash, you used to have to could only score on your serve, whereas 
they changed that rule and that made it quicker. But with tennis, yeah. tennis is still quite long-winded in terms of point systems and stuff like that and rules. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't tried to update that yeah. into something a bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it, it, in some respects they have it because they, I mean, some of the men's finals now is only three sets, aren't they? Whereas mm. it used to be five. Yeah. So they've made it quicker in that respect. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I mean, all racket sports are trying to make more appealing by tweaking the rules, basically. Yeah. Well, we're coming into uh, winter here in the Falkland Islands, um, so that means the dart season will be opening soon. Um, and I've said this every single year, FITV TV team. need to have an FITV I'd be, darts I'll, I'll team. I'll have you know oh, I'm very yes. good at darts. Yeah, no, that would yeah. be good, yes. I was yeah. playing darts on the Farrells, actually. They had a magnetic darts board. And obviously the boat's going like this. Oh, that would be... It was quite interesting, <laughs> to say the least. So, um, can I ask if we can have an FITV darts board up well, in the office? Oh, that would be we good. May, we may, I don't know if it's possible, but <coughs> we could have... FITV flights made, Ooh. so we have our own FITV flights on the end of the darts. Gosh, that would cool. that would make us a lot more professional. Anyway, I it was a few years ago. Um, obviously, FITV do film the the bigger darts ma matches, and I think it was the uh, Governors Cup a few years ago. Uh, it starts around about sort of eight nine o'clock, and it can can go on to the early hours of the morning. Um, in, in length and I used to sit there and think oh this is awful this is darts but actually you go down there it's really interesting it's a very sociable thing as well darts yeah. I think but mm. the um the the place where you can buy darts down here in the Falklands is uh, the FIC um uh, at home living I think or home builder one of the two um and they used to have somebody who worked there who would not if you went in to buy darts they would not let you leave unless they were satisfied you had the right darts for you. Really? Yeah, because it's not a case of just going in going, yeah, I love those and I'll have those. It's to do with weights and stuff as well, isn't it? It's the weight. They twist. Right. Some of them are twisty yeah. ones. Some of the, the flights twist round at the back. Yeah. and It's the sister company of um, phones for using it darts for you, I think. <laughs> Is that a joke? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Another cut there, yeah, I think. Another <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll leave that one in. Um, yes, so darts is, is a big thing down here. And, and actually, you know, if you're listening to this down here and you think, mm, darts, no, go along. Go along to one of the, one of the pubs because they all have their own teams in the pubs. Go along to one of the pubs. Go have a, have a watch. It is not as boring as you think it is. And secondly, oh, my goodness, the math's involved in it. Yeah. It's it mentally stimulating as well. There's lots of different yeah. rules as well. You can do round the clock. There's loads of different formats of how you. Well, can some of them you have to start off with a double. Some of them you can just go straight in. You have got, you've got to check out with a double, haven't you? I think on all of them. Uh yes. Yeah, some you, of them are double starts, but. Yeah, I, yes. There's slightly. Some of the rules are slightly different. Yeah. But yes, you do have to check out with a double. But what I've. Sorry, that's an email come through. Uh, which I'll probably have to silence because it's probably copyright. Um, the thing about what I found down here is that um, if you are interested in taking up darts, you've only got any pub that you walk into and there'll be a good darts player down there and you have a word with them, they'll all be so pleased to speak to you about darts and, and you know, give you advice on what to do. Especially, because not to sound awful, but it's... Trying to get young younger people interested in playing darts is quite difficult. It's a 
Yeah, and did. so they're trying to actually encourage young young people to play. Yeah. Um, right, so there's a number of the, guy, the guys uh, here, in particular, used to, used to uh, compete in the World Championships. Oh, yeah, really? really? Yeah, 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 yeah I'd heard Some that. seriously good dart players down here. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously good dog. Uh, let's but have a shout out for Toot Ford, who who yeah. is a fabulous darts player. Yeah, Lenny Ford. And <laughs> can I just say Toot for if also listener, if you're down here uh near Christmas and you go to the um shearing competition, uh which is at the FIDF Hall, usually around the twenty ninth of December, um Toot Ford sometimes does the uh commentary for that and he is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, love his, but you, love his you talked about mental mass that's required yeah. for um, uh, darts, obviously. But um, you know, but we we went and with the mass thing, went and saw the film The Aftermath on the uh, the weekend, which was uh, what quite link. interesting. You've look at you, look at you. You're so proud of that link, aren't you? <laughs> Are you trying to to bring it round to the fact that there is a cinema? that is being built mm. less than 100 feet from us. Yes. There are. It is, actually. Yeah. How's well, it no, going? Well, not really, but I mean, that, I, I have to admit, I'm incredibly excited about the, uh, I think everybody the building is. of the cinema. Yeah. I, I, I cannot wait for it to open because it's going to be a, you know, a, a, a big cinema experience. Yeah. But we um, had a look around uh, the other day, and it does look absolutely fantastic, and we oh, can yeah. reassure listeners as well that there is going to be a private dining area um, yeah, it's going to be a conference private, room, stroke yeah. private dining, but um, a private dining area—that sounds like a VIP area. Oh, of course, because you've, you've not been here when there has been the private dining area. When was there ever a private dining? There area? There was over there in that room over there. So what? You can hire that out for yeah, yeah. private dining. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, let's move on from there. So something that happened this week. So um, not yesterday, the day before, wasn't it? Wednesday. Um, Hannah and I went out to Darwin. Uh, well, it, it's not actually Darwin, is it? It's the it's the Argentine cemetery that is a couple of miles out of Darwin. But anyway, we went down to uh, the cemetery, didn't we? It's a very it's a nice cemetery actually. It is a I beautiful quite, cemetery. I always think the location was lovely, and the gravestones are all very tasteful. And I don't know, it's just very nice, isn't it? The way it's all it, laid it is, out. It is a beautifully beautifully designed. And the plaques cemetery. are really nice as well. Um, but such a difficult thing to film. Well, I remember last year when we did it, that was the first time they came down, they, they came down um, the Argentine families. And that was one of the first stories, I think that was the first story, that Katie and I helped film. Yeah. And I remember thinking, as a journalist, how appropriate is it to be filming people, especially when they're upset and distraught it's and things incredible. and people crying. Because realistically, you, you need... In order to get a sense of the the mood of the occasion, you need to get shots of people looking upset. But at the same time, it's a bit intrusive, I think, yes. to be stuck, sticking a camera lens at someone while they're while they're crying and yeah. distraught, and it's difficult. And I've number of times where you kind of you're filming, and then all of a sudden they'll catch that you're filming them, mm. catch their eye, and then I I feel like I just switch the camera off and go film something else because I just feel like it's not. Yeah. I think you, I think we can assure you, listener, that um, Hannah and I stayed uh, mostly on the perimeter, mm. um, and the, the 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 footage we have got, um, you know, we we didn't stick any cameras in anybody's faces, um, unlike some of the other some of the journalists. Yeah, um, and we were saying, weren't we, that, that a lot of people were doing uh, camera work. Uh, freehand, 
but we felt that perhaps if you got that back to the office and had a look at it, it would be incredibly shaky. And all over. And all over film. the place. Um, they, took a sh mm. they took a photograph. I don't know whether they, it was a still image from a film, um, but they took a photograph of a, uh, from above um, when they all gathered together. Um, and there was some controversy on Facebook about it because people were saying uh, that it was from a drone. It wasn't from a drone because there was a there GoPro, was, wasn't it? On there a was a complete and utter ban on drones. Telescopic monopod. Yes, it was. Uh, so it was taken from a GoPro um, up quite high. And even when he he did it, because we've done that before, haven't we, Steve? At the beginning of the marathon, I've had a GoPro or a phone on top of a a long stick, yeah. and it's such shaky footage because even if you think that you're very very still. Um, just a, even a slight movement at the end of the... Yeah, what's that called? That's called something in physics, isn't it? Write in, listener, if you know what that's called. Um, uh, the well, be the unofficial term will be a wobble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's something else. I'm sure it's something else. Let's get some engagement with the listener. Yes. Mm. Um, talking about engagement with the listeners, actually, I had a look at our stats, and episode number 17 is still riding high. Oh, and that's when, that's when we read out my book. Yeah, Paula's book. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to do it again. By 60 views. Uh, listens. Yes, will be available in paperback by the end of the year. Oh, is that is that, Well, he's doing it and I'm not sorting yeah. that out. When do we, yeah, we'll get, have to have a uh, book launch. Well, we should, yeah. So I'll exactly. swan around and looking very artistic. Yeah. Can I do that? Well, I, I wanted to get one of those big life-size models of... Cardboard cut Of you, yes. With um, your book. You know, um, <laughs> sort of like a... Uh, Leonard Nimoy sort of esque. Oh yeah. In Star Trek, but well, obviously not dressed in Star Trek, but similar size uh -huh. uh, to promote your book. Could do it as Aussie. I could yeah. do it as Aussie. Yeah. Oh yes. Photos well. coming soon on Twitter. Follow me, Rita Ooh, underscore Seagull on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's never dull in our house. It's never dull. Never dull. Um. Anyway, that brings us about to the close of this episode of Falklands in Focus. I am going to have to cut. Not Falklands in Focus. Meanwhile, in the Falklands, I am going to have to cut, cut out an lot. awful lot because we waffled mm. and went off topic several times. So there will be some dips in sound and, and that was because I've had to cut bits out. But anyway, you can watch along this week, uh, week number 420. You'll see Steve um, presenting this week. Yes, yes, one of those rare occasions, hen's teeth moments. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, you should have a vote on who, who is the best be substitute presenter, Bailey yeah. or... Uh, Steve. Well, it may be worth keeping a poll. as, you know, in years to come, it may be one of those collector's items. It could be. A, a limited edition yeah. of uh, Falklands and Focus. Yeah. Uh, uh, you'll find on that disc also the, uh, the Argentine families visiting, uh, also the horticultural show, the table tennis, and Thomas's fantastic mini documentary on the Say Wales. Um, is on this week's programme. So you're looking at 35 minutes, I think we're running Sorry, at what this were week. they? What type of whales? Say whales. Whales. <sighs> Here we go. Right, you're Cut not up. coming on the podcast ever, ever again. again. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, log on to fitv.co.fk to uh, subscribe. You can only subscribe for a month or a year, but... You know, look, for a year, it's 60 quid. It's nothing. It's fantastic. Um, and with, But obviously, we're still having issues between uh, with the automatic generation of passwords. So uh, you'll get a personal email from me um, with a manually 
generated password that so I you, you could yeah. make up whatever you like as the password. I could. Yeah, I could yeah, actually. Could actually. Yeah, I could actually. Secret but I, password. I don't. I get it to generate itself, and then I have problems deciding whether it's a number one or a capital I. So <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So join us next week. Thank you. Thanks. Bye now. Bye.